సహనవతు సహనూనూ సహవీర్యంకరవాహైస్వినాధీకమస్తుమాషావహై శాంతిశాంతి పూర్ణమదూర్ణమిదం desire for purusha so now 
What is the usual understanding that people have about having attained something? Is when they experience that something. So when Prajapati declared, so Sarvam Shalokan, Sarvam Shakaman Atmodi, Yastamatman, Anavidya, Vijayavan, who attains all the worlds, attains all the objects, the desired objects. <coughs> so Indra, as anybody else understands this as attainment, as reaching these lokas, as experiencing these kamas, all that Indra knows is, the kind of satisfaction that comes from various desirable objects, which satisfaction involves the duality of the experiencer and the experienced. <coughs> and that's what Indra seems to want. Then the Indra system, the Bhutanicha, Atmananda Janare. When Indra says, Nam Bhagyam Pashyami, about the self in the deep sleep state, when Indra concluded that, I do not see any benefit. I do not see how knowledge of this Atma can attain the Purushartha, what I am seeking. Because he does not know himself, nor does he know anything else. So this not knowing oneself and not knowing anything else is equated to undesirability by Indra. I don't see any benefit in that. From that, if we conclude that, tad indra seshtam yad bhūtānija atmānanda jānāti. There is what Indra thinks is desirable, that he knows all the beings as well as he knows the self as well as all the beings. So he experiences himself and experiences all the beings. He is what we call Vishesha Jnana, I am so and so about himself, and Vishesha Jnana, this beings are so and so, so he recognizes them. Meaning the recognizer, the experiencer is very much present in that experience. Generally you can have satisfaction that you have seen something, you reach somewhere, you experience something when you, the experiencer, is very much there. So, Atmanam Jnana Priyam Kinjit Vetti Jnanati, he also wants an experience which is devoid of any unpleasantness. So, Indra wants an experience with all happiness, which is totally free from any sense of unhappiness. Vetti Sarvam Salokan Atmanati Sarvam Shikavan Yajnana. And he wants that knowledge or experience by which he attains all the worlds and he experiences all the objects. That's what Indra wants. So this was the question. And therefore the answer is given, Satyam, Indrasya, Ishtam. It is true. From what Indra expressed, it appears that this is what Indra desires. Imani, Bhutani, Matanyani, Loka Kamasya Sarve Matanyam Anye Amesam Swami Indra Seishtam 
What Indra seems to desire, meaning what Indra's understanding of moksha is that all these beings are different from me, that all the worlds, all the happiness, all the objects of happiness, all of these are different from me. Amesham Swamiti and I am their master. They all belong to me. I rule, I am the ruler of them. So this Indra's understanding of what is desire, desire in life, what is the true success in life, is to rule everything, to experience everything, to enjoy everything with awareness that I am the ruler, I am the experiencer, I am the enjoyer. If that awareness is not there, What's the point in enjoyment? We don't even know that we're enjoying. That's his question. What is the point in attaining something we do not even know that you attained that? <coughs> and that's what happens in deep sleep state. Even though supposedly attains all the desires, so they say, he doesn't know that. So if moksha also means that there is no duality of the experience and experienced. Because, so, asariram vāvasantam na priyāpriyas prushadaha. So one who has discovered himself to unembodied, the pleasant and unpleasant do not touch him, do not affect meaning that he does not experience either pleasant or unpleasant. So from this description, looks like the wise person doesn't have a sense of I am an experiencer. So even if he seems to, even if he supposedly enjoys happiness, that awareness that I am the enjoyer of happiness is not there. So what's the point in enjoying something where you are not aware that you are enjoying them? In reaching somewhere where you don't even know that you have reached there. This is what Indra's understanding is, and that's what the understanding of every human being is. So we are born with this notion that you do achieve something, you do experience something. <coughs> so Satyam, it is true that in this is the understanding that Indra has. But there is not what is desirable for Indra. It is desired by him, but it is not necessarily desirable to him. Hidamcha indrasya prajapatina bhaktavyam. What prajapati has to tell Indra is, what is the beneficial to Indra? What Indra desires may or may not be beneficial. So here what is desired and what is desirable are two different things. And prajapati understands that. And he wants Indra to be really happy, happy forever. And that cannot be where happiness is of the nature of experience. That is, only when the happiness is his own nature. Hidamcha indrasya prajapatena bhaktavyam vyomavat asharir atmataya as asharir atma like space that is all-pervasive, 
all inclusive, meaning that space has already attained everything. Space does not have to pervade something, doesn't have to reach somewhere. It's, it's already there. It has already pervaded everything, already reached. In case that space does not know that I am pervading everything, and I have reached everything, the space desires to pervade everything, the space desires to reach everywhere. Like the part space. The space that thinks that it is circumscribed by a part, it is limited by a part, it is included or confined to a part. And so this part space suffers from a sense of confinement. And wants to become free from that confinement, wants to pervade everything, wants to uh, reach everything. So like that. And if pervading everything is an action on the part of space, or reaching everything is an action of outer space, then space is that which by nature does not pervade everything, and by becoming something pervades everything. By nature it has not achieved everything, by action he achieves everything, it achieves everything. Then whatever is achieved is always limited. <coughs> and that cannot be something that will give a lasting satisfaction to this part space. So part space has to be told that you are so vyoasharirātmataya, you are already all-pervading space. You already have pervaded everything. You already have reached everything. Asriyātmataya sarvūda loga kāmātma to upagamenaya prāpti. Upagam is knowledge. Sarvūtalo kāmātmatva, the state of being, the ātma or the self of Sarvuta, all the beings, Sarvuta, all the worlds, Sarvakarma, all the objects of desires. So realizing that on the self, all the worlds, seeing, so anu, so upagama. By seeing, realizing that, I am the self of all the worlds. I'm the self of all the objects. I'm the self of all the beings. It is not that he has to reach them or become them. Supagamene ya prapti, the prapti or attainment by virtue of knowledge, and attainment not by virtue of becoming something, attaining something or an action. Taddi indrasya hitam, that alone is beneficial to indra. Indra vaktavyam, that is beneficial to indra, is what is to be told to Indra. Prajapati na abhipreyatam. So this is what is intended by Prajapati. <coughs> so when Prajapati says, Asariyam vavasandam na priya priyas prushadaha, that priya na priya do not touch perfect him who is unembodied. Meaning that he already is the one who does not require priya na priya to touch him. That's so either you can say that hey, I am deprived of priya and a priya if I become liberated. So I go unembodied. 
Meaning if I recognize that I am not the body, that means I am deprived of the experience of priyana priya. And he wants to experience them. He says, no, you don't have to experience them because you already are them. Kimaham papama karamiti, kimaham sadhana karam, kimaham papama karamiti. Ete atmanam gusprunate, vaishyavaishete atmanam sprunate. All of you become atma. So therefore, the punya and papa, both of them become atma. Wise person discovers himself to be the self of punya and papa. And therefore, if punya was different from me, then it can affect me. If papa was different from me, it can affect me. But I am the self of punya and papa. Therefore, the sense of regret that I did not, I, I failed to do that punya, or I committed that papa, is, that question does not remain because they are no more different from him. <coughs> he sees they are not different from him. So, Prajapatina Abhipiratam says here, Sulava Purusharajan Satadam Priyavadina Apriyasya Vipatyasya Vatta Shrutaja Durlavaha Therefore, Vidura says to Dhritarashtra in Mahabharata. Sulavaha Purusharajan Hirajan Dhritarashtra Those Purusha Sulavaha Those people are easy to get. Satadam Priyavadina Always say something that is pleasing to you, to find these people is very easy. Apriyasya vipachasya vakta shrutaja durleva. One who says something to you, they will be unpleasant but desirable for you. So pachyasya, pachya which is healthy, desirable for you, it may be unpleasant also. So person who is willing to say something unpleasant, even even though it is unpleasant because it is desirable for you, beneficial to you, and, is, and, and the other fellow is willing to listen. Somebody may tell you, Bhakta may be there, but Shrota also must be there. Meaning that when somebody says something that sounds unpleasant, but that is beneficial to you, that a person is rare, and a person who is willing to listen to that and respects that, that here is somebody who is saying something that is beneficial to me even though it is unpleasant. But that's how Ayurvedic physicians are, physicians are because Pakyam, they tell you what is beneficial to you. It may be bitter also. So similarly, Prajapati has to say to Indra, something that is beneficial to him and not necessarily what is Desire by him. So this is Prajapatina Avipregam. Dutu Rajna, Rajya Prapya, Anyatvena. And so, not that he is attain something like a king attains a kingdom. Tatrevam Sati. When the beings are not different from the self, words are not different from the self, kamas are not different from the self. Had they been different, then the duality would have been there. When they are not different, kam kena viyaniyat, atme kattve, 
And Atma is one. Meaning Atma of the Loka also is the Atma that I am. Atma of Kama also is Atma that I am. Atma of Bhuta also is Atma that I am. Then where is the duality of the known and known? How you can have a sammandha, how you can have a contact with everything without undergoing any transformation in you. So usually when I reach something, when I attain something, then some change takes place in me also. I could not have reached somewhere unless I have traveled from one place to the other. I could not attain something. So if the space wants to reach somewhere, then space also has to undergo change because space is not there. It has to reach there. Some, some change must happen in space for it to reach something which is not yet reached. And so, so but then that vikara takes place. Change takes place in space, then that reaching cannot be permanent. If change takes place in me, that it became something to experience all this, then that change cannot be permanent. Svarupa vikara, without undergoing any change. Anya sammande, how you attain every other things, how you reach it. So, drishtanda is what? Vyomabhat. Space is an illustration of how one attains everything without undergoing any change. Meaning that, if the space had a notion that I am only confined to this object, this enclosure, it's all that is required to remove that notion and no action is required on the part of space to reach something. Atah vedyatun sukhasyanasti idhyat chodhidam tadishtamedi So question was, the way you are describing the happiness of a wise person is that he does not seem to experience happiness as something different from him, meaning that he does not have the awareness that I am experiencing happiness. What's the use of that happiness? So this was the question. That is system. That alone is desirable where the duality of the experiencer and experienced is not there. <coughs> Now we continue on the page 405. It says, I think in the second paragraph, Sarveshanam, Bhutanam, Lokanam, Kamanam, Chatma, Sachidanamatram, Tadrupatam, Ched, Muktasyeshade, Kasandetasya, Aishwarya, Shudha, Nirvandiri, Chodayati. So now this is the interpretation of this passage. That attainment is by virtue of knowledge and not by virtue of becoming, not by virtue of undergoing any change or transformation, is merely by virtue of knowledge. So this is how this passage is interpreted. This seems to contradict what follows later. If we look at the passages where the uh, result of this knowledge is described, 
For example, on page 416, this passage we already seen earlier. Even in the context of the Upasana, Esha Samprasadha, the serene one, Atma, Asma Sharira Samuthaya, arising from this body, we recognizing the self as different from the body. Paramjodhi Upasampadya, attaining his own nature as Paramjodhi, as the Supreme Consciousness, so recognizing the self as different from the body, and recognizing the self as the Supreme or Limitless Consciousness, Svedagopena Avinishpadyade, having seen consciousness, his own self, he becomes established in his own nature. Sa uttam purusha, this one, this samprasada, this wise person is uttam of purusha, he is a limit supreme person. Kshara purusha, akshara purusha, uttam of purusha. Sa tatra pariyadi, now this is the attainment of the wise person. The result of this, what is the benefit of this? Satatra Pariyati, he moves about. Jakshat Kridan Ramamana, Jakshat Jakshan, laughing, Kridan sporting, <coughs> Ramana reveling, Stri Virva, Yanirva, Jnata Virva, with women, with vehicles, with relatives. No Pajanam Smaran Idam Shariram. He no more remembers his awareness of his body, which is born of the union of the mother and father. He no more is awareness of his body, etc., etc. So, this is how the the result of the knowledge is described. So here the description is that he is devoid of the experience of priya and priya, meaning that there is no duality whatever of experience and experience. And subsequently, what is described is the experience of duality. Satatrapariyadi, in the same common terms, the result of the knowledge is described. That he moves about laughing, sporting, reveling with women, etc. And moving out in the vehicles, yani, jnata enjoying with his friends and relatives. I mean, this is all what ordinary people desire. In that, in those terms, the, the Ananda, Ananda wise person describes this way. That the wise person attains happiness. How is happiness described? As we understand, as people understand. So here the happiness that the wise person experiences is described in terms which is what a common person understands. This is called Aishwarya. These are the Siddhi or the attainment, the, you know, the special powers or special attainments that the wise person has, that now he moves about wherever he wants, 
is laughing and sporting and reveling with all his desirable people and desirable things. So this is a picture of the wise person that is presented. This picture, wise person who experiences desirable things on one hand, in this statement where it is saying that the moksha means the freedom from the divided of experience and experience. So this seems to be contradictory. That means now we have to reconcile what is said here and what is said later on. Therefore, Bhashyakara takes up this for discussion. So see the Anagiri. So Sarvesham, Bhutanam, Lokanam, Kamanam, Chatma. Vice person discovers himself the Atma, the self of all the beings, all the universe, all the objects. Sachidana matram tadrupatam ched muksatyeshyate. That wise person sees himself as nothing but Sachidana. Nirvishesha. Sachidana ananda, all of these are nirvishesha. Means unconditional. Vishesha means qualification or condition. Sat is unconditional, meaning their existence doesn't depend upon any time, place or condition to be. So chit also is unconditional, meaning it shines regardless of time, place and condition. Ananda is Purnatvam. So wholeness, completeness, regardless of time, place. So this is the Visheshatvam. So this is Swarupa that wise person discovers itself to be. Muktasishade. So this attainment of Nirvishesha. Attainment of state is devoid of all the qualifications, all the attributes, and they have all identification. In fact, where the idea that I am so and so, no one remains. So when I am not so and so, then nothing else is so and so. And so the duality also does not remain. Mukta says, this is what is desired. Because that's what saying, hitam bhaktavyam. Natu ishtam. This is beneficial to Indra and for the wise person. Katham tarhi tasya aishvarya shruti nirvahandi. Then how do you justify this statement of shruti where a wise person is described having all these attainments of, so he reaches all the people. So stri virva, yana irva, so stri, yana means vehicle, all of these represent the desirable objects. He experiences at will all the desirable objects. Pariyeti moves award wherever he wants, so attainment of places, enjoying of the kamas. So, katham tari tasya aishwarya nirvahanti. Then, how do you justify this statement of shruti where the wise person is described as having aishwarya? as overlordship, as having some power, special powers. <coughs> well, if you go to the Tikakara in the line 33, Asariratve Moksha Kartrukarma Vera Bhave Purotar Suti Virodam Shankade Asariratve in the state of unembodiedness, meaning where one knows when is not body, means when is not qualified. See, the, this idea of 
embodiedness that I am, you know, that I have this body or I am this body is what creates a notion of I am so and so. So notion of I am so and so can only arise when there is identification of the body, cross and subtle body. So asharīyattva means unembodiedness, means there is no identification, so there is no, no notion of I am so and so. You get lost completely. So you feel that you are there as long as you are something. You become nothing, you know. That is why there is Indra's, uh, Indra's you know, concern. So Vinashama Pitavadi, he becomes, he's gone. Anyway, this is what is desired. There is no divided of karma and karata or the subject object duality. Purvatra Shrutvirodham Shankate. Then there is a contradiction between this Shruti which says, that wise person is free from the notion of the subject and object. And subsequent shruti which says that wise person enjoys the desirable objects, where he is described as an enjoyer and enjoys the desirable objects, so duality of the subject object is there. <coughs> so Nanu Bhashtakara says, Nanu Asmin Pakshe Stri Virva Yanairva Sede Pitruga Kamahan Saekana Bhavati Ityari Aishwar Yeshreha Anupapanahan Nanu Aswin Pakshay Aswin Pakshay means where the Kartru Karma Veda is not there. Where the duality is not there, where no specific knowledge is there, there is no distinction. In that, if this is the view of moksha, then Srimeva, Yanayva, that passage that you just read, very enjoys, just a jakshat, laughing, sporting, revering, then really asayini pitrulukama bhavati, if he desires to help Pitrus, his ancestors in front of him, then they appear before him. Meaning that he has a freedom to enjoy anything that he wants just by the will. So before creation he was single fold and after creation he was multifold. Aishwarya, all of these are siddhis. These are all the different powers or attainment that are described in case of a wise person. Anupanna, how can you logically explain that? It doesn't seem to make sense that on one hand the wisdom of a wise person is devoid of the idea of the subject and object. On the other hand, he is described as one who enjoys what he wants, meaning the status of enjoyer seems to remain. So Anagiri says, Saguna vidyavatam yadaishwaryam tan nirguna vidyasthutyadam sankirkade. And so the siddhis or the attainments that are described in the case of wise person are only the attainments of those who gain by saguna vidya by the knowledge of the qualified Brahman. Meaning by knowing oneself as so and so. Oneself as as great, as, as, 
as Hiranyagarbha, you know, as, as all-pervasive, all-powerful. So there is Saguna Vidya is what? The Upasana, the meditation upon Saguna Brahman. Meditation upon Brahman with attributes, with qualifications. And the Upasana, the, the meditation is the nature of identification. The Upasaka or meditator meditates as identified with the object of meditation and ultimately attains that state where he becomes what he is meditating upon. And of course, Saguna Brahma, Hiranyagarbha, pervades everything. So it is the locus of all the happiness, of all the powers, Ichha Shakti, Kriya Shakti, Jnana Shakti, all the powers reside in Hiranyagarbha. And so, Hiranyagarbha is the one who attains all the powers, all the Siddhis. And that is also described often as the attainments of the wise person also. So that's what causes this confusion. This looks like only samsara. He's laughing and jumping in this and all this all sounds, you know, nothing but samsara, meaning that even the wise person also does not seem to have become free from samsara. So saguna vidya vatamayeshwarya, the nirguna vidya stuktyatam sankirti. This is the style of the shruti. That it is only for extolling the nirguna vidya. The knowledge that I am nirguna. Knowledge that I am unqualified. I am devoid of an identification. I am devoid of the notion that I am so and so. Then everything ultimately is devoid of that notion. Nothing is qualified. The root of all qualification is in the unqualified. The root of all the attributes is in the unattributeless. So this is something mind-boggling for everybody. That when you see all qualifications in the world, all names and forms have distinctions, qualifications, attributes. So call also must possess those attributes. So you infer the nature of cause from the nature of the effect. And what you experience the effect is all names and forms and attributes and qualifications. So naturally one infers that the cause of this universe, which is Ishvara, also must have all those qualifications. Only Vedanta says that the cause of the qualified is unqualified. Because the qualifications are not real, they are mithya superimposition. This is Vedanta's model. And therefore, when they describe still, even a wise person also, in terms of all the samsaric terms, that is only for praising, because the right in the listener only knows this. So when one is exposed to this teaching, one comes from samsara anyway, the only kind of happiness that a person is familiar with is this happiness. And therefore, even the, the moksha is described in those, like our Padaswami used to say, that the sister is getting married. And the little younger sister, the little sister asked, Where is my sister going? Why she is going? And the mother would describe, you know, so this is typically Buddha Swami, you know, you know something, or she is going to enjoy the happiness, 
Suppose you had a full, a whole room full of toys, you know, how happy would you be? So that, how, that is how your sister is going to be happy. So that's where she is going. So when you want to describe to a child what happiness is, it can only describe in a term that the child understands. So also listeners to Vedanta are only oriented towards the samsaric happiness endeavor. The only way that the happiness that is moksha is described, that is the way in the, in the, they understand. This is meant to hook them, that's all it is. It's meant to lure them, meant to create in them a fascination of moksha. And someday they will understand, and there will be no need, you know, for this description will not be in a primary sense, will be only in a secondary sense. So, Kisankirtade, the Aishwaryam, the Siddhi of the powers or attainments that one normally gains by meditation upon the qualified Brahman, those attainments are described also as the attainments of a wise person who knows himself as unqualified Brahman. <coughs> So meaning that these shrutis are not to be taken in primary sense. They are to be taken only in a aupacharika or secondary sense. <coughs> Brahmi bhūtasya muktasya saguna vidyāyāpi pratyak bhūtatvāt phalasya tatra upacharitam yuktatvādi pariharati Brahmi bhūtasya muktasya A wise person has become Brahman. Then he has become Brahman, he has become the self of all, even self of the Upasaka, self of Sakura Brahman. Wise person now sees himself in a self of Sakura Brahman also. So you can say in a secondary sense that wise person attains what Sakura Brahman also attains, he is a self of that also. So what Hiranyagarbha experience is supposedly experienced because he is a self of Hiranyagarbha also. Muktasya saguna vidyayavi pratyek bhūtatvāt or saguna brahmana api pratyek bhūtatvāt. He is pratyek bhūta, he is a self of even saguna vidyā, whatever, you know. So therefore, phalasya, tat phalasya, upacharitam yuktatvāt. So since he is a self of the upasaka also, who is attained saguna brahmana, therefore you can say that he automatically enjoys what the upasaka also enjoys. The Upacharitam. Thus you can say in a secondary sense. Not that enjoyment is a primary sense, but then that enjoyment also is included in the enjoyment of the wise person. As I say in Chand, earlier Chandogya itself, that whatever all this, whatever good action all these people perform, all of that goes to this Raikva. Like in that game of dice, when you get the Kruta Yuga, which has four dots, you can so the winner gets all, so that's the thing, you know. Winner gets all. So he's a winner. And that's then you can say he's got this and this and that. He's got everything. So upacharitam yuktatvat. Only saying sense, only in the, the figurative sense, this is said, and not in a primary sense. So it's quite alright that even the attainment of the meditator of Saguna Brahma, one, who is it? Becomes Saguna Brahma. His attainments also are described as attainments of the wise person because <coughs> <coughs> he sees himself also as the 
Stein from this Upasaka. So there's nothing wrong in that. That's a. So now, and then what does the other Tikagara says? Line 34. Yadyapi sahani pitulo kāmeda vākyam saundhar vidya sheshaha sheshi na ye udāhayam. So yadyapi pitulo kāma bhavadi, you know, it all came earlier. He is saundhar vidya sheshi. So that is the result of the saguna dhara vidya. Or we meditated upon the dhara brahma. Or so dhara kasha, which is the brahman as the very self. <coughs> and so that is a part of the result that one attains as a result of the meditation upon dhara kasha. Na ye udahariyam. Ideally that should not be in fact put here. It should not be placed as the Udaharanam as an illustration of the attendant wise person. Tathabhi vidyadvasya aikyam aropya. Still sometimes it is described by saying that okay, nirguna vidya and saguna vidya both are one because saguna vidya is included in the attainment of nirguna vidya. So, Aikya Maropya, Purupakshana Udhavatam, Vidyana Dosha. So, Purupakshi takes that as an issue, makes it as an issue. Even though Shruti does not mean the description in primary sense. The description of Pitrulo, Kama, etc. is all in case of the Saguna Vidya. Then, Sri Virva, Yanairva, of course, is illustrated here. <coughs> Siddhānirutta duktam angikrutyeva. So Siddhānt is okay. Suppose they say in primary sense, then also is all right. What Siddhānt is should have said is simple. Only this avapacharikam. That this description of the enjoyment to a wise person is only in a figurative sense, not in a primary sense, because all these enjoyments are included in the limitless happiness that the wise person discovers himself to be. So how do you describe limitless? In terms that you are familiar with, so in the terms of limitedness that we are familiar with, it is described. Meaning that this description is not to be taken in primary sense. That would be a simple answer. It becomes very complicated. The discussion becomes very complicated because Siddhanta Duktam Angikrutteva. Siddhanti seems to say that this can also be applied in primary sense. That he enjoys, you know, sports with this, and then he enjoys his ancestors and becomes one and becomes three and becomes many. Ashayiratmidahajivanmuktasyahatadasthayampareksheda-abhimanavrutya-sarvatmatvabattavu-sarva-sambandha-ahad. explain? Then the wise person enjoys in a primary sense how? Asharir Atma Vidaha. One knows Atma, the self, the Sharira is unembodied. 
means unqualified, formless, attributeless. Jivan mukta where one who has become liberated even while alive, even while the body is there. Tadavasthanayam parikshera abhimana nivrutya. In that state of the wisdom, there is no abhimana, no identification of being limited parikshera. No identification, any limited upadi. Sarvat apattav. And so is attained the state of being self-aware. Sarva samanda, therefore you can say that. So this is said earlier also in the context of wise person. That the, when the wise person is, the whole world is. Because the, this is the meditation of prana. And prana is the self of all. So when you identify with prana, you essentially identify as the self of all. So when any, any creature eats something, the prana is actually in that stomach of that creature. But you are that prana. Well, you are eating. This is how the things are described. Sarvagasamanda. Because he sees himself as the self of all. Therefore, you can say that he is enjoying what everybody is enjoying. Sarvagasamanda. <coughs> Therefore, he is automatically connected with the experience of all the living beings. Of all the happiness or enjoyments that they have. Yena yena yadyat phanamanu bhuyate tasra vasyavayate. Therefore, whatever phala, whatever enjoyment is experienced by anybody, you can say that is the enjoyment of this wise person. It is tutyadha muchyate. Say only was tuti or extolling this knowledge. Meaning that it is not, so you can't say it is Angikritya. It is said only in a secondary sense. Uttaramahana Sarvatsu Bhashyakara says. Na Sarvatmanaha Sarvalasamanda Upapattehe Avirodhat Na means what? So anupannaha, shruti, so those statements of shruti, which describe a wise person as enjoying these worldly things, they are anupannaha, meaning that they are not tenable, they are not logical, they don't make sense. No, no, not that they don't make sense, they also make sense. Meaning that, those shrutis also, where the wise person is described as enjoying the worldly objects also, are all right. They are also terrible. Why? Sarvatmana, sarvasamanda upatte. Sarvatmana, because one who discovers himself is a serv of all. Then, sarvasamanda, therefore, automatically he is connected to everything that everybody else is connected. So when this part space recognizes itself as a space, as this as the self of all spaces. <coughs> so ghata, you know, ghatakasha, patakasha, mathakasha, and the self of all. So wherever that ghatakasha, patakasha, mathakasha is connected, this solo you can say is connected. So in that sense, Avirodha. In that sense you can say this ghatakasha enjoys what that Mahakasa enjoys. So therefore, it's not anupanna. 
is not untenable, that description also is tenable. Can also be logically explained. It's not illogical. The Dika is line thirty-seven. Vidusha Brahma Bhavapanasya Tadrupena Sarupalanatvena Sarvaptim Dushtandena Vyakti. Vidushaya Brahma Bhavam Apanasya. So Vidvan who has attained the state of being Brahman. So Sayoita Param Brahma Veda Brahmayo Bhavati. He become Brahman. A knower of tenth man becomes tenth man. Tadrupena Sarupadanatvena. And Brahman is the Upadhanam, is the material cause of everything. Therefore, the wise person also sees himself as the self of all. That means the material cause of all. Sarvaptim. And so the clay is, so when this part recognizes and clay, then I am the self of all the parts. I am the material cause of all the parts and pans. And therefore, I have attained all the parts and pans. That's what this part, this part can say. <coughs> so when Mrut recognizes that I am Mrut, this Mrut or the clay thought that I am a part, <coughs> In fact, when this part says that I am different from that part, it is clay that says that I am different from that part. When clay believes that I am only confined to this little thing and thinks that I is different from all other things, then the clay recognizes that I am clay. Therefore, I am the self of this part and that part and this thing and everything. And so, Bhrudaheva Sarvaghata. Ghata means a part, Karaka means a picture. Kunda. Kunda means what? A big jar, I guess. <coughs> Koti, big jar. So, Kundadi, Aptehi. So, it is merely by knowledge that the clay has attained the pots and pans and jars and everything. By virtue of knowledge, so here knowledge amounts to attainment. By knowing oneself as a self of all, he is attaining all the self. And then you can extend. He is attaining the experience of all the self. And therefore, you experience everything that everybody experiences. <coughs> but then there is a problem. If you become the self of all, you experience everything that other people experience, then the experience involves both the pleasant and painful also. Then you become Mahasamsari. Then he says, Jakshanadivat Narakari Dukhasyavi Prapehe. So the wise person has become the servant of all. And those people are laughing and sporting, etc. So he also laughs and sports. But there are fellows who are in hell also. He has become also the servant of the people who are in hell. Therefore, Narakari Dukhasyavi Prapehe. If by virtue of being servant of all, 
he attains the happiness of all the beings, then he also attains the misery of all the beings. In that case, hetam chayat, nobody wants to be wise now, nobody wants to be liberated. So by being liberated, you also get connected to the misery of all the beings, and who wants that? It is so let's say, doubt that, the Puru Pakshi naturally asks. So we'll leave that doubt. Nanu sarvatmatve dukkha sammandove syadiriche. This is where the Siddhanandi puts himself in a difficulty, you know. By saying that you become self of all, so experience happiness that is experienced by everybody else, naturally follows that you also then are experiencing misery that he doesn't want. Now that is what makes it pretty complicated. Anyway, so what is the reason why this line of argument is, is adopted here is whatever be the reason, no? So let us see, Sarvahatmatve Dukkha Samandho Bhishyat. If you serve of all then, he is naturally connected to Dukkha also. That's the question. But then, so Suryodhatha Saruloka Sachakshu Nalipyade Loka Dukkhena Bhakya Ekastara Sarvahutantaratma Nalipyade Loka Dukkhena Bhakya. That's what they say, that even though it's sort of Bhūdhāntaratmā, nalipyate. There's a sun, is a self of all, and the self of all the eyes, and still the sun doesn't get tainted by the problems of the eyes. So when you see something which is unseeable, you know, you get, you, you, you commit a sin. But even the sun is the seer through your eyes, the sun doesn't get affected by that. Your sin. So also, Ekasada Sarabhutantaratma, the self that is the self of all the beings, Nalipyate Loka Dukkhena, is not Lipyate, not tainted by the dukkha or the misery of the people. <coughs> so that is what he said that, Shurta Nalipyate Loka Sukhena Dukkhena, is not tainted by pleasure or pain either way. That's what he said here. Asharya Vavasandam Napriya Priyasprasata. But now you want to justify priyam spushadi, apriyam na spushadi. Now that's the thing. So that's the kind of argument that we'll see. We'll continue. <coughs> Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamada Yapurnameva Vashishyade Om Shantishan Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyatrutau Vande Bhagavantau Punapuna Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Yakta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaha Om Shant Hari Om Shri Guru